Our scripture reading this morning is Luke 2, 40-52. The boy grew up and became strong, filled with wisdom, and God's grace was on him. Every year his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up to according to the custom of festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temples, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been actually searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked them, Didn't you know that I was necessary for me? It was necessary for me to be in my father's house. But they did not understand what he, was, he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and secure and in favor with God and with people. Good morning, everybody. Ooh. I can hear that. Okay. <laughs> All right. That looks like a good spot. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Dan, and uh, I'm a part of the teaching, he- teaching team here at uh, CCC. Um, I just want to welcome everybody today um, as we get started on the message here. So... Uh, I want to start off by uh, um, just a, a, a moment I just had um, as we were doing our, our praise and our worship as we're singing. Um, I, I imagine a lot of you are like me and desire to have a, a stronger connection with God. Uh, I, I imagine that's probably a, a very strong theme in this room. We'd all like that. And, um, you know, like I'm standing here and singing and thinking, because I'm about to come stand up here, and it's not my first time, but, you know, it still gets you a little nervous, you know, like you're thinking about what you're going to say, how you're going to say it, little nerves and stuff like that, and, um, and I'm like, okay, Dan, it's like, you should pray a bit before we go, and I'm trying to, like, just want to, like, connect and, and just settle myself some, and, and the song, the song, um, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here, like, I'm there, and, like, you know, like, if you want to have a connection with God, like, try this. Like, try being on the verge of something big that's about to happen. And then isolate yourself with nothing more than just a song. Or maybe just something, like, some way to just, like, isolate yourself with that. Like, I had nothing to do. Like, all, I'm just standing here waiting. And this song came, and it's just, the song was the prayer that I needed, Right? To have the Holy Spirit just come and overwhelm me, 
Like, that's, I had one place to go. Maybe I had two places. I could go to God in that moment right there, or, or I could bury inside myself and worry. So I chose to go to God in that, and that just it felt good. I was singing louder than I ever have. Gabe, I'm sorry. I was like right behind you. I don't know if you heard me singing. It was probably not good at all. Uh, but I, I do believe, though, that those, those terrible sounds that we might have heard, that that was probably a very pleasing sound to God, that my heart was singing to him, and that felt great. I, I mean, there was, I felt such a connection in that moment. So you want to connect with God? I mean, we don't have to go to the verge of something scary or hard or sad, but, um, but if you're there, he is. He is. So... Um, Let's go home, right? <laughs> um, maybe that's a good enough message. All right. Um, let's pray. Let's pray really quick here. Uh, Father God, I just, I, I, we welcome you in this place. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, uh, you are welcome here. Fill this place. Fill this place with your presence. Fill our hearts. Guide our hearts. Open us up to the truth of your word to the truth of, of, of whatever message that, that I'm going to speak today, God. Give me, give me the words and, and, and give us the ears and the hearts to hear and understand and, and draw closer to you, Lord. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So when we were divvying up the verses, like which sections we're going to teach, I got, I got this one, uh, the 12-year-old Jesus, and I was like, what am I going to what am I going to talk about here? Of course it's important, um, but I've read it. I was familiar enough with it, and I was like, huh, like this is kind of a, there's not much here to work with is kind of what I thought with at first. Um, but uh, through study I, uh, and just my time in this and with God, he's really like revealed a lot to me, and I'm, I'm excited to share this message today. Um, I'll start with, since we are talking about 12-year-old here, um, I'll share some 12-year-old experience of my own. Because um, I was once 12. I think most of us in this room were once 12, um, but I see a few. Definitely not there yet. So 12, that's like 6th or 6th or 7th grade, um, I think. I do my math. I know I was 18 when I was in 12th grade, so I count backwards. Um, so, you know, I played Little League baseball. I was doing a little bit of football. Um, Pretty normal stuff. Uh, uh, girls suddenly appeared out of nowhere. Um, and they were starting to at least. They're like, "What? What's going on here?" Um, and uh, when I was twelve, uh, a story that I thought of one of the first times I, I really got in trouble um, happened when I was this age. I mean, like I got in trouble, of course, but um, I had a couple friends and. Um, they had this idea that we needed to, um, like after school, we needed to walk to town and buy some junk. <laughs> uh, there were uh, Zippo lighters, right? They, we really needed to get these for some reason. And I was like, that's cool, yeah. Neat. So um, I decided I would go with them. And they were re- very reassuring, you know, like, it's fine. Like, we'll go. It'll take like an hour to get there and come back, and um, 
Uh, so like, I, I agreed to this, and like, I was, like, was, like, kind of nervous to go, but I, I did anyways. I kind of thought, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way we're going to make it. But they assured me, well, I've done this before. We've come down, walked down there, come back. We'll make it in time. I had, I had baseball practice um, uh, that I had to get to, and I knew my mom would be coming to pick me up from work to take me there. So the clock was ticking in my head the whole time. And, of course, no cell phones then. Like, this is over 20 years ago, so I did not have that. Um, so I basically, like, I snuck out. Like, I definitely went somewhere that I was not supposed to go. Um, I, you know, I, I walked, like, miles away from my house and to buy something that my parents would disapprove of. And, <laughs> and, then, I, and then I was supposed to get back in time before they found out so that I could go do the thing that I was supposed to do. So I didn't make it in time. Uh, of course, and it took a lot longer than it was supposed to, and my mom was quite upset with me when she, um, when I told her where I was and what I had been doing, um, uh, and rightfully so, right? Like, I had definitely disobeyed. I had gone and done something wrong. Um, I had caused worry and stress, and, um, and so all this sort of you know, like, bad stuff that comes with it. Um, that, was, that was all for me there. So um, just a story, and I thought, oh, gosh, this is, like, very relatable here, right? I should walk on this side of the stage, too. Uh, <laughs> um, so what's the point that I want to say today? Let me, let, me, let me tell you, like, my main point, and then we'll kind of go through it. Uh, my point is this, is that um, it's going to be that Jesus is always right um, where he's supposed to be, Okay. He's where he's supposed to be. Um, he's not hard to find. He is not hiding from us. Um, he has a purpose, and um, I, maybe that's like his purpose is secondary to what I'm trying to say today, but, but Jesus is, is always right where he is supposed to be, and, and he's not hiding from us. So um, that's what I want to get at today. That was, not, uh, that was not me, right? I was not where I was supposed to be. Um, I was a bit hard to find. My purpose was not good. <laughs> okay. So, um, I guess I, like there's a there's a one there's a specific part of the story that I really want to talk about. So I'm gonna kind of like brush through the beginning parts here. I'm not gonna go um, line by line, but I just want to start off with like so like what um, uh, what was Jesus doing um, during this story? So um, he, was, he was at the temple, right? Um, he's a 12-year-old boy, and, and he stayed at the temple after the, um, after the big uh, feast and stuff. And he's sitting around with the, the teachers, the doctors, like all the, all the, um, all the big guys at, at the temple. And he's asking questions and, and listening to what they have to say. He's, they're, they're talking back and forth about stuff. And... Um, um, and this is, like, this is, he's teaching here, essentially, is, is what he's doing, right? Like, um, I'm a teacher, and uh, I've, when I first started teaching, I did a lot of just, like, talking at the kids. And I, I don't know if they learned anything from me then. Um, but uh, as I've grown, um, as a teacher, like, I spent a lot more time asking them questions and trying to get my students to understand, to try to come to their own understanding about stuff. Like I'm a science teacher at that, so I really want to encourage my students to go through this 
process of discovery, right? Like asking questions, taking a look around. What do we see is going on? What do I, like, what do I know? What, how can I piece some things together? Right? It's, there's a lot more learning that happens when you kind of start doing that discovery on your own. And um, the memory sticks longer. There's a deeper-rooted um, understanding of what we have. So um, Jesus is definitely like, in the, as an adult, he's a teacher for sure, right? He's, he's a teacher here in this young age, too. Um, uh, so, so that's where he is, and that's what he's doing. Um, and, uh, oh, kind of out of order, I guess. Where is he was the other thing. So what is he doing? He's, in the temp- he's talking with these teachers, and he's kind of teaching them a bit. He's in the temple. He's in his father's house, um, is what he says later on. Um, and that's, like I said before, like that's, that's where he belongs. He's Jesus. He's the son of God. He's fully God. So he's right where you would expect to find him, uh, really. And, and during this time while he's there, like anyone else who's kind of like not involved in the conversation, they're like secondary listening in. They're all like really amazed at, at the things that he's saying, right? They're like, this kid really gets it well, right? So these are just some of the things that are going on um, around it. His parents, uh, what were his parents up to? Well, they were on their way home. They came to Jerusalem for the feast, and they're headed back with everyone else. They're a, they're a part of the caravan going home. And um, something about them going that I read is that, because, uh, so I kind of thought, and I was thinking about this, that like, Maybe, like, them coming, and they're going, and so they forgot about Jesus. Like, they're just doing this, like, routine thing that we all get into. And I was like, is that, is that what I'm going to talk about? Like, how we just do this religion thing? But I read about it some more, and they were, like, actually, where they lived in comparison to, like, Jerusalem and the temple. Like, they were kind of, like, outside of the zone of where it would be expected for everybody to come. Right? And it would really just be Joseph who would have been expected to come. The family can stay home because the kids are young enough, right? Um, but, but they lived outside of that zone. So for them, for their family to come and to bring the whole family to, to the feast here, um, it's actually a really significant thing. Like they were making a big effort to, to come and do this. It was more than what was expected. And um, so I just thought that was like, that was notable and that was, that was cool. Um, that they're, they're observing these traditions, but they really, like, I don't know, like, um, they're, they're taking some extra steps. Um, so they're in the caravan, coming home, and after, like, a day's travel, they notice that Jesus is not there. Um, and, like, I don't want to paint them as bad parents in this situation. Uh, it's not strange for Jesus to not be at their side the whole time. Right? Like, there's, there's a group of people. They're not, like, alone on the trail. Okay? They're not, like, just, like, Joseph and Mary walking home. And, like, <laughs> they're with a huge group of people. And so, like, the adults are, you know, like, some of the adults are walking. They're with family, other people from town. And, and you know, there's other kids his age. And so it's likely that they would have been together. So, so for them to have left, right, as a group, Think of it as like a field trip, you know, like um, 
you know, like we're all supposed to be leaving. He's, all, he's supposed to be there. And I don't know if they did a head count or whatever, but um, like I imagine home alone, right? Um, <laughs> where the parents did their diligence, like, well, they sent someone out to count heads and this wrong kid, right? But anyways, it's not, like, it's not that they were being negligent parents here. It's not unusual for him to have been, like, in a separate area uh, when they were leaving and, and during the journey, right? And they know who their son is, so it's not, uh, like, they probably had higher expectations maybe, but um, anyways, it's, they're, they're not being negligent here is what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I don't want us to get that idea that um, according to how things would have worked, they're, they're not being bad parents. Okay. Um, and it also wouldn't have been their first time doing this. So um, they could expect experience to have um, guided him. Okay. So there they are. They left and they lost him. Um, and they kind of freak out. And so they're like, we better get back to town and start looking. All right. So... Um, Oh, I lost something here. I feel like I lost a page here. Where is that? <laughs> Sorry. I look one more time. It's okay. I remember. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, after that, right, so they get to the temple and they find him is a thing. And, um, and when they find him, right, so this is a point where, like, everyone's astonished and amazed at, at his understanding and what's going on. But Mary has something to say at this point. And, and what she says, um, she says, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. Why have you done this to us? We've been freaking out over here, wondering where you are. Which they should. They should be worried. But this, this, is, this is the section here that really, like, caught me and drew me in, right? Like, this, this statement, for this, for this moment here, um, Mary, like, Mary, <laughs> Mary, who spoke with the angel Gabriel and gave birth to the Son of God, right, as a virgin, like, for a moment, it's like she lost sight of who she's talking to. Why have you done this to me? <laughs> and we've been really, like what? We've been searching for you in great distress. Now, I'm not going to try to paint Mary in some, like, to, like, pick her apart or do anything like that. Um, she is Jesus' mother, right? She, she knows who, like, they must have been worried because they lost, they lost the Son of God. Um, <laughs> Better be worried. I'm a parent, right? <laughs> the last one. Um, but 
You know, so like it's like so like their response is going to be reasonable for like from any of our perspective here. Okay, it's very very reasonable. Like, but but that statement of like like how, why have you treated us this way? Um, and it's like, what does she think that he did to them? Like, what's what what is the thought there? Like, um, and. I had some things written down that I really liked this, the way I wrote it before, but but just this idea, right? Of like, what is it that, what is it that 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 um that he that he did there, right? It reminds me of like way back um when um when Daniel was took us into the into the garden in the fall, right? And and that that false idea of who God is, right? When the um when when the serpent is talking to Eve and plants a seed, and and it's like, yeah, like what kind of God would do that, right? Like. So, and it's just, this is something that we all do, right? We all get to this point at some point where we, we lose sight of the truth of, of who God is, right? Of who he is. And it happens to everybody, right? It happened to Adam and Eve who were with God in the garden. Like, they saw him. They talked to him. Um, it happened to the... The Israelites who were freed, who, you know, God used Moses to free them from Egypt. Uh, they, they, they saw the, the, the plagues. They, they, um, uh, they saw the, the, the Red Sea be parted. Um, they, they followed a pillar of smoke and fire, right? Like they saw some, some stuff. They forgot. They lost sight of, of the truth. Moses himself, right? Um, who who, um, you know, like, he, he's up on a mountain, right? Like, talking to God, um, like, uh, getting, like, the Ten Commandments, uh, uh, the burning bush, his, his snake stick, right? Like, he saw some stuff, too, and, and, and when he, you know, trying to get the water, when he, 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 for a moment, for a moment, lost sight of the truth. And, and so these are some big names, these are some people who, like, you're like, how could they possibly? But it's, it just shows the inevitability, the, the, the fact that we can't escape this in this world that we live in, that we can't escape that, that we're going to lose sight of who God is at times. It will happen. Um, so I'm not trying to say Mary's awful or anything like that. Like, um, but I'm saying that, like, even, even her... Right, um, can happen. Okay. So what is so what does Jesus say in response to this? Um, he's like, well, I've been here the whole time. Like, um, he says, uh, and 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 he said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? Like, he's never lost, right? Jesus was never lost. He's right where he's supposed to be. Jesus doesn't change. Uh, he doesn't move. Um, he's, uh, he, he doesn't hide from us. Uh, that's what we do. <laughs> we change, we move, we hide from God. But he doesn't do that to us. He, he is very stable. And he hasn't changed since the beginning. He's been the same, the same since, since the garden, since before the garden, um, since before time. He's been the same. So let's be careful about projecting that onto him. Because who hasn't said, like, God, how could you do this to me? God, are you not paying attention to what's going on right here? Can you not see that I'm worried, that I'm hurting? 
Are you going to come? But he's, he's there. He's present. Um, so, um, for me and my family lately, like, we've been trying to make a lot of decisions for ourselves and our future, like, living as expats in Thailand, like, we've got three kids, trying to figure out what we're going to do with our life. Um, it's 33, 30, 33, yeah, right, 36, <laughs> 36 years old, good time to start planning your future. Um, but, uh, so I've got, th- I have three kids, um, five, four, and almost two, um, and um, I work as a teacher at, at Global English School, okay. and, um, but we were considering making a move, a change, to a different school. We were thinking about going to ICS down in Bangna, uh, because, really for our kids and for our future and stuff like that, like, what would be good for them, like, some, like two of my, ki- my two older kids, like they, they need a little extra help in school just with some different stuff that they're dealing with. I'll let them tell you someday <laughs> if they want to. But, but like they, I mean, they have like some, like some needs for some support in school. And um, we thought maybe that they would possibly get greater, better support for them there at that school because they've been at it longer and they've developed more stuff. So we thought maybe we might be able to get some better stuff for them, right? So like we thought maybe we want to make this move for our family, right? Because like this came to us through a friend and we're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Okay, let's check it out. And so we did. And through the process of like not being sure, like my heart kind of always wanting to stay and not go, um, I decided like I, I don't want like my selfish ideas to be what's going to keep me here, like, I don't want to change. I like my job. I like who I work with. Like, I don't want to do that. I didn't want that to be the leading thing because uh, that's selfish, I guess. It's just not the right way to make a choice, right? So I was like, I'll pray, and I'll ask for God to lead me and my family in this choice for where I'm going to go. I ask for God to lead me on this and, and, and pray that I will hear him and, and respond to what he says. And so, without talking about all the details of the process of it, um, kind of came to a point where it felt like the, other, like the school was making the choice for me, and I wasn't allowing God to lead me. And God was leading me and showing me some, some stuff that was telling me what to do. And so, I'll share a bit of that with you. Um, my wife was having this conversation with my son, who's five, and he says some, some stuff, right? Like all five-year-olds say some crazy stuff, but I, I, I just I want to give my son credit for it. He's like a little prophet sometimes. But <laughs> she asked him, she's like, because so one of the things that he didn't like, so background, is that like he doesn't like Thai. <laughs> he doesn't like Thai. He doesn't like speaking Thai. He kind of underst- he understands pretty well, but he just doesn't want to do it. He loves his friends who speak English. He wants to be with them all the time. But Thai, the language, um, it just like stresses him out. And he feels a lot of anxiety a lot of time. And he can, he's told us this, how he's like worried about what other people will think. And he gets, he gets just like tight inside when he has to do things in his Thai class. Like he's explained this to us. And so, okay. 
Well, what would you think about going to a school where almost all your friends would speak English, they'd speak it well, and you'd have some Thai friends still, but they would still be able to speak English with you? Or would you rather go to the school where most of your friends are going to be Thai and only some of them will speak English? And so this is like a setup. He's supposed to pick the other one. He says, I think I'd rather stay at the school where it's mostly Thai. I know it will be harder, but hard things are good for you, and I think I can grow a lot from that. <laughs> These are his words. I'm not making this up. And I'm like, you weren't supposed to say that. <laughs> like, but that's what he said, right? And he said that. So my wife shared this with me, and we kind of were like, oh, whoa, that was wild. And then that was all we said about it, and we kind of shoved that over to the side. And we're like, well, we're still waiting to hear what they say at the school. We're still waiting to tell us if we're going to have another interview or what's going to go on. So that was very deep from my child who I'm trying to help. <laughs> right? My, my son, who I'm trying to find help for, and he tells me this thing about, like, this very leading, you know, it's like, this is, these are, like, big words here. Okay, cool. Um, other school over there, what's going, like, uh, are they going to send us another thing? What's the update? Like, just, like, ignoring that. It's ignoring that. We didn't even talk about it in a real way. So, God was showing me something. God was trying to lead me somewhere, like, there were some other things that happened, to, that were kind of happening at the same time, too, that were also really, like, saying, like, here, you stay here. Trust me here. I will, I, try, I don't know, like, I don't know what he's saying he's going to do for us. He's saying, trust me here. I'll take care of you here. I'm not telling you, I'm not showing you anything about over there, right? I'm not showing you anything over there. I still don't know, I haven't heard anything from over there, right? So, but I just, we just ignored that. We just ignored that. And then we finally kind of talked about it and came to realize what we were doing. And so we made the choice, like, no, like, we're going to stay here. Like, this is definitely, like, where we're supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sharing this with you because, because God was present. God was not being silent in this. He was right where he's supposed to be. He's doing exactly what he said he's going to do. Like, he never said okay, like, I'm going to send this person to you and tell you, right, like, uh, you're not going to get an angel that says, Dan, you should stay at Global English School, um, but I will show you. I will lead you. You will trust me, right? So, so I did, and he did show me, yeah, and so, like, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that God would show me that. So, in the book of Acts, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have any slides today. In chapter 17, if, if you want to follow, chapter, Acts 17, verse 24 to 27, I'm going to read here. Um, it's like Paul's talking to somebody. Um, and, and he says this, Acts 17, 24. It says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the, earth, on the face of the earth, 
having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. So stop there. So God's the creator and he's the giver of all life and everything. That's God. And he always has been and he always will be. God is in control. God is in control. Jesus was in control. He knew, like, Jesus was totally safe the whole time. He did not need Mary and Joseph to protect him at any point along the way. God was in total control. God used them to nurture him as a baby and make sure he was warm and clothed. But God was in control of that. Even though... As, you know, like humans and their parents, they're doing this stuff, right? They've got their baby. They've got their, their, their big kid. They've got their, their 12-year-old who's walking with them. But he was, God was in control of that the entire time. He didn't need them for anything. Okay. 27. That they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. Right. God's here, and when we seek him, like, we're going to find him, right? We will look for God, and I guess it says here that some of us will find him, right? Perhaps feel their way toward him. He is always near, though. He's always near. I've had this... A couple weeks ago, like, I was just thinking about God and finding him, and um, uh, I had this vision in my head, this imagery in my head that came to me um, that's related to this, right? I just had this image, right? So, like, it's like darkness, just like, like I, I just imagine this, like, person, oh, it's me, like, in the darkness, just kind of, like, walking around, right? And this is all of us out there in the darkness, and this darkness is just like grabbing at us. And, and as we're going, right, like whether, whether it's like we, however we find it, right, as we're out there in, in this darkness, right, like at some point we catch sight of this lit path, and, and we, choose, we have to choose what we're going to do when we find that path, go on it or not. But there's this path out there, and this path is unchanging. It's unmoving. It's always been there. And, and, and when we get on it, that darkness is shed from us, and, and we're now on this lit path, and there's a clear way. And the path is Jesus, and, and, and Jesus is leading us on the path. And he's kind of leading us, and we kind of got to, like, follow him on this now. And he might get ahead of us because we're, we're too slow, right? And we, like, lose, um, lose your way on the path. But he's, he's coming back for us, right? He's always there waiting for us. That path is always right there. It's not going to change to, like, come and adapt to us. Uh, we, we have to find it, keep sight of it, keep following it. But it's always there. It's always the same. And this is just this, like, imagery I had in my head that fits with this, this, this verse. It says, they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. It's just that until we find that path and see it, we can't really follow it. But once we find it, like, we know that that is 
We know it, right? That is the truth, and we can't lose sight of that truth, even though sometimes we do, but we got to find it again. Okay. So, look, that's, that's what I was, like, this is what came to me, right? This, this moment of, like, Mary, like, how could you do this, right? This moment of just, like, losing sight of it, and, and Jesus, like, saying, like, I am right here. I have been here. I'm in control. You don't have to worry about me, right? Because I am doing my Father's work. I am with the Father always. So, um, to close out here, I'll say this, that um, you can spend your whole life dedicated to Jesus, loving him in a truly sacrificial way, that agape love, right? But you cannot love Jesus perfectly. That is something that only Jesus can do. We are born of this world and will succumb to the ways of the world because of a separation between us and God. However, there is hope in Jesus, He is always available. He is right where he is supposed to be. And he is easily found at that. You just have to call out to his name. Finding Jesus means something different for everyone. But in the big picture, it means the salvation of our souls and the freedom to truly experience peace, joy, and love in our earthly lives here. So... Um, I'll just pray for us. And um, yeah, Father God, I just want to thank you for being who you are, for your unchanging ways. God, I want to thank you for for always being available to us and and for for shining your light out for us. God, uh, I, I want to pray for us all that that we understand and that we that we remember that you are in control. I want to pray that, um, that when we find you and see you, that, that we will just, that we will stay close to you. So Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill us and lead us and, um, and lead us to our, to our, our salvation, to your love and peace and joy, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <clears throat> All right, um, I'll do our benediction here. Bef- there's one last thing that I wanted to say that's not exactly related to the message, so this is good timing. Um, today, like, is the last time that I'll be teaching um, up here, uh, from this stage at least. Like, um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm stepping away from this role that that, that uh, now that we have ushered in like the a new leadership team and and whatnot, um, including the elders, which is a really really exciting thing. Um, like, uh, if you've enjoyed the messages that I've shared, uh, I will be teaching them downstairs instead. So uh, you are welcome. You are welcome there. Um, like, you have to teach though. Also, you can't just come listen. You have to uh, you have to get a a blue name tag, I think. Okay, but uh, a few things I just want to share. Over the past really like nine months, um, a, lot, a lot's happened here. Um, so I am, I am thankful. I am very thankful. Um, God gave me an opportunity to, um, to serve him and, and his church. Um, and this has been happening long before I came to Thailand or this church or anything like that. Um, but uh, I, I, just, I, will continue, I hope that he continues to use me for his kingdom in some way. 
Um, but God has equipped me to do things um, that uh, I did not believe I was capable of, um, whether it was lacking of desire or ability. Um, I am thankful for the way God has, um, has used me. I am very hopeful. I am, I am hopeful. Um, this church has been through a lot in the past year. Um, people in and out, um, hearts broken, just the question of, are we going to make it? Uh, <laughs> look around. Um, uh, it is through God's provision that we have come to the point that we are at today. It is through God. God, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, God is in control. Um, we don't need to worry about what will happen to this church or his people. Uh, we don't need to worry about what God is doing, where he is, uh, or what his plan is. Um, as long as God is God, then we know that he is in control. And so the last thing I want to say then is just that uh, Jesus is worthy of our trust. He has shown it. Um, through all of his works. He has shown it in the way he has uh, worked in our own individual lives. Uh, Jesus is worthy of our trust. So um, I, just, I want to share that with you all, um, uh, as this will be the last time I speak in a microphone. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> For now. Okay. So as we go out um, from Second Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort, uh, through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. God bless you and uh, have a great week. Amen. Amen.